everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I hope not. The word they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to the BBFC podcast. I'm Joe and today I'm joined by BBFC Operations Manager Ed Lamberti. Uh, we're going to be discussing the classification history of the 1970s hit film Saturday Night Fever. How are you doing Ed? You right? I'm alright, how are you Joe? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Now, unless a film's got space aliens and killer cyborgs from the future in it, it's unlikely to have crossed my radar. Um, so I have to admit the same is true of Saturday Night Fever and I, I'd really, I think, conflated it with Grease in my head, mm. um, which I gather is something that a lot of people may have done it, but that Saturday Night Fever is a very different beast to Greece, yeah, as I, I gather. That's right. I think you've sort of just gone straight to the heart of why we're going to be talking about this film, Saturday Night Fever. Greece, yes, everybody knows. A musical from the late 70s, set in the 50s, about high schoolers. John Travolta was the big new star. He's the, lead, the leading man. Um, very sort of fun, you know, lots of fun, good singer, great dancer. Huge appeal to kids. Greece was a massive, massive hit. Around the same time, though, in fact, just before it, John Travolta had started in a film called Saturday Night Fever. And, yeah, these two films, both Paramount productions, both enormous hits in the US and here and elsewhere, they're very often thought of in the same breath because John Travolta was the star of both of them. But the thing about Saturday Night Fever is it's actually a very adult movie in many ways. Um, it's a very, very gritty tale of kind of urban despair set in very gritty parts of New York, Brooklyn um, in New York and it's about working class characters struggling to make ends meet and in a way their only sort of uh, outlet if you like their only sort of source of fun is when they go dancing so when the film first came into the BBFC we gave it an X um, uncut but it earns its X for a number of reasons there's very strong language in there um, numerous uses of the C word there's a lot of violence there's also sexual violence there's a sequence in which a woman is raped and there's a lot of drugs and a lot of talk about drugs and a lot of talk about sex so it's you know reflecting uh, the lifestyles of its main characters and it's not pulling its punches in terms of the detail that it's going into sure um, I mean it's certainly stuff that I wouldn't have expected to to be in the film you know yeah I mean Saturday Night, the first time I saw Saturday Night Fever I, I saw it on TV but I knew that it that there was a version that was an 18 and I was sort of like okay so why is this film an 18 I mean to me Saturday Night Fever is the poster of John Travolta standing there in his white suit on the kind of multicoloured disco dance floor. Yeah, exactly. Sort of yeah. Like, what, what else is this film going to contain then? And so when I first saw it, I was pretty taken aback that it contained all that stuff. And so, for example, I've got a couple of quotes from our files here about the cinema versions that sort of sum up the issues, really, that, that we had with the film. One examiner uh, very eloquently states that the film provides for American and now for British youth a world they appear to recognise, full of dreams, but caged in by the difficulties of growing up in a restricted and poor environment. The language is out of the streets, and it reflects a coarseness of the spirit, which is as much a part of the prison as the dead-end jobs and the lack of hope. Examiners also expressed a bit of a sort of regret that the film had to get an X. They say in many ways this is a pity, because it is a marvellous study of a nice narcissistic boy come to terms with adulthood, and without his predicament is applicable to many in the AA category, i.e. younger and mid-teens. Um, but, as we've said, that the film was, was going to prove too strong for the, the mid-teens category. Examiners do note, though, and it is, it is worth mentioning about Saturday Night Fever, you know, the film is in the end a finally moral piece 
since the hero, already a pop cult figure in America, as they said at the time, becomes disillusioned with the, the values of his world and so on and so forth. So there is a kind of rather old-fashioned um, sort of morality tale to get from Saturday Night Fever. One of our other examiners' reports actually uh, relates it to Rebel Without a Cause, which was a subject of a, a recent BBFC podcast. And for all that, the film remains a remarkable portrait of the youth culture of its time, and the original version seems likely to be comparable to James Dean's Rebel Without a Cause in the accuracy with which it crystallises the way young people thought, felt and spoke at a particular moment in history. So Saturday Night Fever comes out in the cinema in March 1978 in the UK, and it's a big hit. Um, but in the summer of that year, um, September of that year, um, Greece comes out and is also a big hit, but Greece is classified A, which means kids can go, kids can get in. Um, whereas the X for satellite fever means that nobody under 18 can get into the film. Um, and sort of from numerous quarters, the board starts to receive, um, you know, letters or complaints about this. A couple of, um, Councils wrote to the board, for example, to say that their cinemas were finding it hard to police the X certificate. That there was some, um, that there were kids and younger teens wanting to come in, or sneaking in, or lying their way in, or whatever it may be. And that um, councils wanted the board's view on what could be done about this. The board also received letters from members of the public saying, "I've gone along to see this film, and while I enjoyed the dancing and the, the love story and so on, I didn't think that this film should contain all this rather gritty stuff." So it's a film that in many ways was sort of confounding expectation, if you like. At the same time, it was, it was a big success. The distributors in the US had seen that there could be benefit in releasing a, in producing and releasing a cut-down version of the film. Because in the US as well, Saturday Night Fever was a film that clearly held appeal for kids. One thing in particular to mention besides Greece and its big success is that the soundtrack album of Saturday Night Fever, which came out around the same time of the movie, became an enormous success. It became one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Um, even today, it's still in the top 10 best selling albums of all time with sales of 38, 40 million copies. And we can bet that it wasn't just people over 18 buying that music. Um, so the soundtrack of Saturday Night Fever is a huge success, but kids can't go. So what happens is, um, Paramount produces a, a cut-down version. They they take the movie and they sort of, you know, cut it down. CIC, the UK distributor of the film, submits that version to the BBFC, and what they want is an A rating. Yeah, so the A rating would mean that kids can go. There's a sort of an advisory aspect there for parents, but kids can see the film. BBFC watched the cut-down version and um, recognised that it was softer than the um, than the the X. In fact. Um, in the file for Saturday Night Fever, we actually refer to it as the soft version. But the board felt it was still too strong for the A. They felt it was more like AA level. So they required further cuts to get it down to A. And these cuts were to moments of dialogue, references to sex. So eventually um, an A version is, is achieved. The film does get a release. Um, something, something that's particularly interesting is that it was agreed, the board required... CIC to agree not to release the A version until the X version had been out of cinemas for three months. Um, I guess it's, you know, they didn't want any overlap. The board didn't want any overlap. They didn't want any confusion that maybe cinemas might show the wrong version 
or that punters might get confused as to which version was, was on or which version was being advertised. Sure, to yeah. To make a clean break, if you like, with the X. That's actually quite an unusual situation. I can think of a mm. handful of instances where there have been sort of two versions of a cinema film uh, produced. I mean, maybe the Lord of the Rings extended versions would be one which were um, mm. released on DVD but ultimately classified for cinema release, or mm. maybe the, the Passion of the Christ, which has both a 15 yeah. and an 18 cinema version yeah. um, available. The Lord of the Rings uh, situation you, you mentioned isn't isn't as rare. Um, I mean, we do from time to time see a film that, that comes in, gets released, and then is released again in an extended version. And so the extended version has come into the BBFC and the BBFC has made a new classification decision in respect of it. So films like Dances with Wolves, JFK, Apocalypse Now, which was re-released as Apocalypse Now Redux with an extra sort of 50 minutes of material. The Lord of the Rings examples, um, you know, these all had chunks added in as if the director kind of has a second go or, or provides an alternative version. The Passion of the Christ example, though, that you mentioned is is more akin to the, the situation with Saturday Night Fever. Passion of the Christ, we classified that 18 uncut when that first came in. But then the distributor wanted to release a cut-down version as well. So they actually submitted a reduced version, which we ended up classifying under the title The Passion Recut at 15. So that's a kind of rarer example of a film that comes in, gets a rating, and then comes in again for cinema in a reduced version or, or with, with an eye to getting a reduced version and a, and a lower rating. And so, yeah, Satellite Fever exists in two versions. So that's interesting. So the, the cut-down version obviously mm. plays in cinemas mm. and uh, eventually uh, leaves the, leaves the theatre. Um, mm. Obviously, it is available on DVD and home entertainment release now. So how, what happened with the, um, with the DVD releases or the video releases as they would have been at the time? Yeah, so the BBFC has classified both versions for video. Um, we've classified the first time we classified the uh, the cut down version was in 1987. So that was actually the one that we got in first. Um, the cut down version uh, got a PG. Uh, so of course, between the cinema releases in the late 70s and video classifications in the late 80s, the board had changed its categories, um, as I'm sure a lot of listeners will know. So from 1982 onwards, we had the categories that we've got now, like UPG, 15, 18. The 12 came later, but that's another story. So Saturday Night Fever on video is getting those kind of modern-day categories, if you like. So, yeah, the cut-down version has got a PG rating. The full-length version came in and got uh, classified 18 uncut um, in February 1990. Since then, though, I was intrigued to note we haven't done the cut-down PG version since. Um, That's only ever been classified once, whereas the 18 version has come in on numerous occasions. Widescreen closed caption for VHS, open caption for DVD, audio commentary version we've classified. So over the years, from 1990 um, up to sort of more recent years, we have seen um, Saturday Night Fever a number of times, that full-length version, and each time it has got the 18. Most recently, actually, in uh, 2007, it was submitted again for theatrical release. And again at that point, even then, it's still got the 18. The board felt that the 18 was still reasonable and defensible even in 2007. It's interesting for a film of that age to perhaps mm. retain it. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, sometimes obviously films retain an 18 and never deviate from that category, but yeah. oftentimes you will see them come down as obviously our guidelines have changed, as public attitudes have changed, but it's not the case here. I think there's two big, big issues in this film um, that are still very much big issues uh, that we take very, very um, seriously today. Um, one is the very strong language by which we're talking about the C word. There are multiple uses in this film. There are you know, five or six uses. Some of them are aggressive. Some of them are directed towards women in a kind of derogatory fashion. 
That's the kind of use of language that even today is questionable if a distributor wants a rating lower than 18. No, that's right. Um, I mean, we, we do take into account if they're sort of used aggressively uh, at, to someone rather yeah. than just a throwaway comment. So yeah, sort of... when, I was, when I first saw Set Night Fever, this is one of the things that kind of surprised me the most about it, um, was its uses of the C word. Mm. Um, they are quite unpleasant. Um, John Travolta's character, Tony Manero, has a girlfriend, but in the course of the narrative, he meets a new girl, and he's 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 pretty unpleasant to his sort of notional girlfriend, if you like. He calls her the c word and so on and so forth. I mean, it is you know it's strong stuff, and even today, I don't think that's dated. I think it I think it plays as strongly now as it did then. Sure. The other big issue that we would still take with it even today is sexual violence. You know, again, that's something that the board isn't going to pass lower than eighteen unless it really feels that the passage of time has rendered the film's treatment of it dated and I I personally don't think that Saturday Night Fever is dated in that regard either um, I mean that said Saturday Night Fever is very much a product of its time it you know uh, you know viewers of, of you know and, and um, enthusiasts of 1970s American cinema and of course 1970s American cinema is considered almost like a second golden age after the studio era the 70s is very much you know a, a sort of a period that, that people are very very keen on and very fond of lots and lots of beloved films Saturday Night Fever is one of those and it but it slots into a, a sort of a grittiness and a kind of urban grittiness that a lot of uh, 70s films had and and which retain their power today. So yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Um, it's a film that's nearly 40 years old now, um, but my personal opinion, I think it still holds up. Um, great music, great story, great performances. All I'd say then, sort of as my final comments on this, I suppose, is that if you're a parent and you really loved Saturday Night Fever, but you can't quite remember it, and you're thinking of sitting your child down in front of it to watch it, you might just want to remind yourself of what it contains. Okay, thanks very much, Ed. That's an interesting look at a film that I personally didn't know much about. If you are going to show it to your younger brother or sister or your kids, um, please do check out the BBFC Insight, which is available on our website, and it does give you a, a very detailed breakdown of uh, the issues in the film, so you can you can decide whether it's suitable or not. And if you would like to contact us um, at BBFC Podcast, you can do so using the podcast feedback form on our website. That's on the podcast page. Uh, you can also email us at podcast at bbfc.co.uk, or you can contact us on Twitter, and our username is at bbfc.